Welcome to another episode of Sideways, The Life of Wine. As you'd expect on a podcast where we discuss wine, movies, book publishing, all sorts of things, there will be some swearing, there will be some cussing, which means we're obviously having discussions which contain adult themes. Hi everyone, hi Yui, welcome to The Life of Wine. My name is Rex Pickett and I'm the author of Sideways and two sequels, Vertical and Sideways 3 Chile. I have a brand new novel out titled The Archivist. We're going to be talking about wine and literature and cinema and culture, art, or anything that just uh, we digress into. We're going to just let it all hang out on this podcast, and we're going to bear our souls, aren't we, Yui? We sure are, X. Hi, I'm Yusuf. I'm known as Yui, and I'm going to be the person who is going to interview Rex and extract as much information as we can out of his head about wine. I'm a fanboy, and uh, I've been a fan of Sideways the movie and the books for years, so it's a pleasure for me to uh, work with Rex on this uh, podcast. In my face, my life imploded in disgrace. Hi Rex, how are you going? Great. Hey Rex, we've got our um, second batch of wines coming out um, very soon. It's the 2019 Pinot Gris that we've sourced from the lovely people uh, in Central Otago, Three Miners. And we've got the 2021, which we've uh, sourced from Hawke's Bay, 21, sorry, 2021 Chardonnay from Hawke's Bay, which we've sourced through the lovely people at Matahiwi. Um, and I was just thinking, I, I went back and had a look, uh, had a listen to our first podcast and it was nine minutes long, but I reckon um, we don't worry about that. Um, no rules here. However long you want to take to talk through the wines you've got, let's just go until we drop. So um, over to you to uh, let's chat on the Pinot Gris first. Well, I know these wines well and, um, you know, obviously I haven't been to New Zealand, but uh, hopefully we'll rectify that soon. Uh, Central Otago is one of the great wine regions in the world, and even and even and it's known in the international wine community. It's not it's not obscure, but I still don't think it gets the respect it deserves. And so I did a little more research on it and found out that it sits on mostly the schist soils. And so schist is um, it's metamorphic rock, so it's it's really kind of gravelly, and so it has deep drainage, and the tap roots of the grapevines go down really deep, and it's very minerally. There's mica in it and everything else. So Pinot Gris, which is which is Pinot Grigio in Italy, and this wine in particular is grown there. In fact, it's the second most grown grape in Central Otago next to Pinot Noir, and it because it's a white wine, and because it's um, it's going to be much more delicate in that way. It is entirely dependent on what it's pulling up from the earth. So this is a true terroir wine. This is a true central Otago wine. It's a true expression of that place and of those incredible schist soils, that drier climate that you have on the South Island, and um, and, and slightly colder too. So this wine is, um, hmm. it's it's got tremendous fruit, but it is just, it's got a, it's, um, it's got an intensity of minerality to it. It's got great acidity. And now in white wines, for those who don't know this, uh, acid is what 
helps a white wine age. In in red wines, it's the tannin. We don't want tannins in the white wines, okay. and so it's okay. um, so we get we get this tremendous acidity and and we get ageability in this wine, and so it. A 19 tastes, tastes as fresh as a, as a 21. It's great soils, and it, oh, great. It, it's, it's a, it's a yeah. stunning wine, you, is what I'm trying to get to. Cool, cool. <laughs> hey, Rex, I've got two questions for you. One, when you said, I've done research, you meant Wikipedia? No, no, no. I, 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 t- <laughs> I literally just typed in, you know, soils of Central Otago, and up came a lot of really interesting websites, and they go, they go deep. I, I actually like geeking out on wine. Um, and on soils and, and terroir. I mean, most winemakers, if they're not manipulating the wine in the barrel room, and that will be a future podcast. We're going to talk about manipulation of wine because it's going on out there, folks, and it's not it's not cool because wine should be an expression of that year. But unfortunately, I'll 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 add it to the list. Yeah, Rick. please do. I'll do that now. So, um, yeah. you know, it, to me, it's you know. Most winemakers will tell you it's really what's happening in the vineyard, and I, I, I spent six months in Italy, and they would say to me it's it's whatever the vineyard gives me. Oh, okay, fair enough. Hey, my second um, question was: this is going to be a dumb question, but I, I believe there's no dumb questions when you're learning something. Um, Pinot Gris, Pinot Noir, they each have the word Pinot in them. So, could you help me understand? What's the common element here? The Pinot is the common element, and I think noir means dark, but I don't know what gris means. So could you help me understand that a bit more, please? Well, I, I should have done my research on I'll Wikipedia that right now. Um, yeah, <clears throat> Pinot noir means dark. I mean, I, look, I'm not a you know an ampelologist is what they're called. They're, they study the DNA of this stuff. I mean, it, it's easily Googleable, but. But Pinot Noir is, you know, these grapes have been around for thousands of years. And what they've done is they've hybridized over the years. So there's not only is there, you know, there's Pinot Noir, there's Pinot Gris, there's Pinot Blanc, you know, which is also an incredible grape. And there's, um, you know, and, and there's many different clones of, say, Pinot Noir. There, I think there might be up to as many as 16 different clones. They all have a little bit of different shading of Pinot Noir. Um, Pinot, Pinot Gris is called Pinot Grigio in Italy, but it's the same grape, but grown in a different climate. So that's where we get really kind of geeky about it. But I, I'm really just about, at this point, you know, I mean, I am interested in in why Central Otago is a great place for Pinot Gris. And, and we know it's great for Pinot Noir because of the cooler, dry climate, the maritime climate climate that they have because Pinot Noir does better when it's colder. It does better when it's close to a cold ocean where Cabernet and Merlot, they need to be more inland. They need to be in a more warmer climate. But Pinot Gris seems to do really well. And the, this this 19 Pinot Gris from Three Miners is just, I mean, it is just, it just soars across, across the palate. And um, it has great minerality, great acidity. And it, I think this wine could age. And I don't say that about many wines. And that's another podcast, the ageability of wines. <clears throat> yeah, okay, got that noted too. So Rex, I, I read your note on this wine and one of the sentences or lines in it made me chuckle. Um, it, you said the Pinot Gris, the 2019, the one we're talking about right now, you said it hurls itself at you with succulent pear and tart apple notes. Now, it hurls itself at you with succulent notes. What do you mean? What are you trying to say? Well, I mean, it. you know, a lot of wines, you taste something on the front, but you don't taste anything through the mid-palate. And then all the way down to the journey of the... Every wine critic talks about the three acts of wine, and a lot of wines, the cheap wines, 
they only have one act. So when I say it hurl, hurls itself at you, it's, it's as soon as it's in, in your mouth, it, it really feels like you're being, you know, struck in, in a way that uh, a lot of wines, you know, you maybe have to coax out any kind of flavor at all. It's, it's just, um, it's, it's just got such powerful fragrances and, and yet it's, it is an ethereal wine. It, this, this Pinot Gris is one of, it, it is better than any Pinot Grigio I've had. And yes, I'm probably biased, but I also spent six months in Italy. It's better than any Pinot Grigio I've had in there. You know, that's, you know, one of the, one of the great grapes in Italy. And I'm sorry, but the Central Tago's got them beat. Well, well, no, don't, no, don't apologize. It suits, uh, it suits us down to the ground, pardon the pun, um, to have this Yeah, but uh, I'd still like to go back. To, I'd still like to go yeah. back to Italy, you know, and not have the Guardia di Finanza, you know, arrest me, you know, for defamation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. That's fine. Okay, cool. Um, so the other line I loved in your description was leg vibrating. And as this is an adult podcast, did you want to expand on what you meant by a leg vibrating quaff coming from Central Otago? Well, just leg vibrating, at least to us, means... I, I think the great Ross MacDonald, um, mystery writer, is one of my favorite writers, I think he said his, his legs were vibrating like tuning forks. In other words, he was so excited or nervous or scared and so I think in this case, it means, you know, vibrating. You're, it's, it's a state of exaltation. Okay. Okay. Oh, fantastic. Good. I think we'll, um, we won't touch that. We won't pursue that um, any further. So, um, so all in all, um, you think it's a wine and, um, that could actually age because, um, so you think this is one that you could actually put down, what, for couple of years, uh, three years. I know, you, I know you're going to demystify the myth of aging wine in a later podcast, but within reason, what are we talking about? Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, it has to age in a, po a positive direction. And so there's a point where most wines, um, though, I mean, most wines aren't built to age. So, so again, I'm going to repeat myself with red wines, it's tannin and tannin is like a handful of aspirin in your mouth, yeah. or it's like a handful of walnuts with white wine. Ageability comes from acidity and this wine has really high acidity. Right. And right. at some point the wine is going to collapse. It's just, it's just going to start to lose its fruit. It's going to, but there are wines like the Great Le Monarchies, for instance, which have high acidity, but they have powerful fruit and they come from these limestone soils or whatever. And what that happens to them is that as the acid starts to fall away, as it starts to, it loses its acidity and these other aromas come out like toffee notes and other things. With a Pinot Gris, I don't think it will be that, but I think you will get these, you know, you'll lose that kind of, you know, that that lemon lime at the front attack, as we say, and, and you'll yeah. start you'll start to <clears throat> yeah. taste more the fruit that came out of that out of that grape in Central Otago. I, I think I think this yeah. I think this wine could go another five years, and I think it would be interesting to okay. see what it did in five years. Taste one, get yeah. yourself six bottles, and, and and taste one every year. Yeah, no, that's not and, bad and, and idea. Make, and make I'm... notes make notes on how it's traveling. And I normally don't say yeah, I don't no, say that idea. about wines, but this this wine it definitely uh, has it is a it is a great great wine. No, no, that sounds like a great idea. I'm I'm keeping three of each anyway, and I think I might mark one down as open, say in 2025, and see what it's um, see what it's like. Right um, now, they say men can't multitask, Rex, but while while holding down and having a riveting conversation with you, I went on to. Uh, Wikipedia I had a quick look and I've established that it's thought to be a mutant clone of the Pinot Noir grape. I was right. I was it's, right. 
That's right. It was it was given the name Pinot because it because it sort of grows in a similar way to the Pinot grapes. No, it's actually it's, it, it actually, it's Pinot is means pine. So or like pine, so the the cluster. Oh, you're right. Yes. small pine cone yeah, shapes. Yeah, yeah, clusters, exactly. Right. Pine cones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my God! You know your stuff. Well, I never <laughs> doubted that for a minute. And the um, yeah, the and the so grayish blue. No, 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 no. We're we're what do you call? We're we're slightly sarcastic. Oh, that, oh that's, um, that's so what I so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So and and Pinot Gris comes from grayish blue fruit. They tend okay. to be grayish blue, hence the name Gris. So there you okay. go. So we've learnt something new. Fantastic. Okay. Well, I think are we done with the Pinot Gris? Do we turn our attention now towards the Hawkes yeah. Bay? Do we move from Do we move from the middle of the South Island or the middle of the Lower South Island, and travel way up north up to the Hawkes Bay? So let's turn our attention now to the 2021 Hawke's Bay. It's brought to us by Matahiwi, who are based in the Wairarapa, but they've sourced the Chardonnay from the Hawke's Bay. So to do the right thing on the label, it clearly says New Zealand Hawke's Bay. So do you want to talk to us about um, comments or any comments you want to make around the Chardonnay? Well, again, I I did uh, research on, you know, soils. I also did research on on climate there and I don't know how many miles or kilometers north it looks like what two three hundred miles or something north maybe more um I don't know from Wellington yeah no from no Wellington. from central Ota- yeah. Central Otago to Hawks Bay oh no 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 it's way more than like that. 500 uh, 500 miles would you say uh, yeah it'd be okay so that miles. would be equivalent yes, of say San Inez Valley all the way maybe to Oregon and now you've got two really different climates there so Hawks Bay of course you know you're down under so but 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 the other way because because you're going from central Otago closer to the um, poles and heading towards that's what the I, equator. That's, that's what I was about to say is as you, as you oh, head yeah. north right. Sorry. you're going yep. to a warmer climate. Yep. Here we're, when we head north we're going to a colder mm. climate. And and so not not only is it warmer up there it also there's twice as much rain. And so now, and you have very different soils in Hawke's Bay. Um, in fact, they have many, many different kinds of soils. So I'm not exactly, because I know they source this from different vineyards in Hawke's Bay. But what you get with a warmer climate and what you get with, um, you know, with more rainfall is you get lush wines. You get wines with equatorial fruits, mangoes and papayas. Those are, they're not going to be typical. You know, you're not going to find those. Yeah. And it has that banana. And also, I know this has gone through some secondary malolactic. And I think I remember uh, the folks, the good folks at Matahiwi um, told me that they'd done 50% ma- uh, malolactic and 50%. I don't know if that's getting too geeky, but you know, all wines, the first fermentation is malic. So malic, just think green apple. That's what it is. It's tart. All red wines, all red wines go through secondary malolactic ferments. It just means there's a second fermentation that happens. And it happens right, spontaneously, right. and they usually um, inoculate with lactic bacteria. So think dairy, think milk. And now it eats right. the malic acid, the tart malic acid, and produces that sort of dairy lactic acid. And that's secondary malolactic right. fermentation. And so they found that with certain white wines, if you do secondary ML, as it's known, um, uh, for you people who want to be geeky about wine, secondary ML, they can do it 100%. They can actually stop it with uh, with sulfur dioxide, which they'll do, or lowering the temperatures, or they'll blend 100% one with one that wasn't done. And I think this was a blend. I'm pretty sure this was a blend. And so, so you get that really um, 
almost caramel corn and, and buttery and those big tropical fruit notes out of this wine. So it's it's much more, um, it's different. I think the Pinot Gris is, is, to be honest, is a more serious wine. This one is um, is is just, uh, it's kind of a delicious, you know, fruit. But it is it is Chardonnay, which is one of my favorite grapes. And, um, and Hawke's Bay is a great place to grow it because... Um, you know, Chardonnay is an interesting grape, Yui, because it's grown in so many different places and, it, and its expression can be, it's so different in, say, Chablis, which is in northern Burgundy, which is cold up there, and they get very austere and linear, linear and laser-focused Chardonnays, and then in Hawke's Bay, you get this big kind of fruit bomb of a wine. It's almost yeah, kind of lazy, yeah. even blousy in some ways, but that that's not a bad thing. You know, chill it down, and mm. it just really, um, you know, this is a really refreshing wine. You know, but but either is special, right? The Chablis is special, and the Chardonnay, the fruity, they're special. I mean, they we wouldn't say one is superior no, to the it, other. It, it's your it, it's part it's of your a, palate, Yui. You know, yeah, and and, and actually, yeah. in California, uh, Kendall Jackson, they discovered secondary malolactic, and they went hundred percent all in on secondary malolactic and oak and oak chips. By the way. And and they produced a wine that even had some residual sugar, and so it was a it tasted very treacly and sweet. But you know what? People drank it by the gallons, and they became a huge conglomerate. And now they own about thirty wineries or whatever. And they did it with secondary malolactic fermentation. A lot of people would say that they vitiated the Chardonnay grape um, for profit, and I would argue that they were right. But not not this wine. This is this is precisely the Chardonnay that should come out of Hawks Bay. You don't want you don't want to try to you can't make a Chablis out of Hawks Bay. They're just two different uh, mm. two different terroirs. Yeah, you've triggered a memory. I seem to remember when we tasted this. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I seem to remember I tasted pineapple. Did that come up in our discussion? You know, pineapple is def- again equatorial fruits. You know, that's, that's okay. All right. everything, okay. everything so that's, equatorial uh, and it's because it's warmer and up there and, and the soils are a little, little different and, and maybe the grapes aren't struggling. Uh, the vines aren't struggling quite as much as they would in central Otago, but that's fine. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Cool. All right. Great. Well, I think, um, I think we've described both wines pretty well and I guess, uh, now it's up to the listener. Well, I, I can, I can promise you and, these wines, these Biden. wines are going to go fast and that, that Pinot Gris, and there's not a lot of it, that is going to fly off the, well, internet, yeah. I guess, or online sales, whatever, because that, yeah, that yeah. one is really, truly special. And and to have it only in New Zealand, boy, you're lucky, because we, we would not steal yeah. one like that here in California. Yeah, well, look, look I, I'm going to own up to the fact that because I didn't understand it, I didn't order as many. So, um, so I've ordered half the amount well, you- of... Um, of Pinot Noirs and Rosés, but um, but yeah, I, I I probably will regret it. Who knows? Um, um, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, if that's it, then uh, we'll sign off. So uh, again, uh, Rex, um, a real pleasure. Thank you so yeah, much for your time. I, I love, and, I love um, chatting wine. You know, it's uh, it's you know, it's a it's a fa- yeah. You know, it's it's a it's a what did I say it in my book? It's a bottomless ocean of mystery. You know, there's so many different wines, and there's there's so many different vinifiable grapes, and there's so many different uh, you know regions. We're just talking about two, and just two in the country of New Zealand. And then you know what? Every yeah. year it's different. You you can't you can't, right. you can't amazing, master this amazing. thing. You can't master it. Yeah. No. It, look, you, you know, like I'm, you know that. 
you know, we've called this podcast a life of wine, and I think you uh, truly, truly uh, symbolise how you can really just uh, immerse yourself and create a whole life out of wine. So, uh, um, yeah, well done to Great. you, Rex. Thanks yeah, very much. Thank you, Thanks for listening to the latest episode of Sideways, The Life of Wine. Both Rex and I hope you enjoyed it. We hope you enjoyed it so much that you'll share this with your friends and go online and rate this podcast. If you have a question for Rex related to the movie, the books, his latest book, anything to do with wine actually, please drop us a line to wine at 158.co.nz. That's wine at 158.co.nz. They want to drink Merlot. We're drinking Merlot. No, if anyone orders Merlot, I'm leaving. I am not drinking any fucking Merlot. No fucking Merlot. No fucking Merlot. No matter how low we go. No fucking Merlot. This podcast is a 158 production.